calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back to EXPN. Experience the LUQ. I'm Warren Rustborough. And I'm Dirk Bradley. Rust, I didn't catch a single wink. I couldn't stop thinking about the first round draft picks. I know a lot of fans don't get too hyped for the novice draft, but these bouncing baby butt kickers are the next generation. How can you not be pumped about history in the making? Well, Dirk, many of these fresh-faced adventurers won't make it to hero rank, and those that do are unlikely to be selected for Battle Axe's teams. Leaving them only three choices. Accept assignments to a local league in need of adventurers, retire to your home plane, or stay on the ring here in Zenith. Yikes. Ringers. I spent some time in the local guild chapter myself, Rust. Champions catching Kip on a smelly bunk, waiting for some big shot to fall out of bed so they can slide into the warm spot and flip over the pillow. Hoping against hope that they'd rather keep you than pay glory for the res. That's no kind of adventure, Rusty. Ah, but to stand against the odds and be raised from perdition, that is the stuff of legends. Word has it, Flock Stratchmond and Akiltis Bumblebrew, recent ringers themselves, are the hot tip for champion rank pickups. And with a dearth of champions to fill slots, it may be time for these ringers to step up to the plate. I just hope they don't end up having to compete for the same slot. You don't get a lot of two rogue teams, Rusty, unless an admin with an empty roster is looking to put together a themed crew built around backstab sandwiches. Hold the pickle. Not unheard of. Team Balance has taken a back seat to dynamic parties that can pull in ratings. Hell, at this level of play, you could throw four warlocks together and they'd still pack enough punch to hold their own. Now those are some packed tactics. The results of the novice draft will be coming in live tonight. And now the freshly tested greenhorns are kicking back and knocking down a few pints of reward juice at the local drink tank. Boy, I'd sure love to tear open that sack of nuts and find a few cashews, you know what I mean? No, Dirk, I genuinely do not. But in any case, tune in next week when we turn things up a notch for live coverage of the Hero and Champion Drafts, right here on EXPN. The Experience. You are all exhausted. Even those of you uninjured are wearied from battle. As the adrenaline fades, a sourness spreads through you. The doors open and you are ushered into a small triage tent where clerics tend to you. Penelope, you are given special treatment. 
Your burns are first treated by hand, and then a cleric casts Regeneration on you. A very expensive, very high-level spell. Immediately, the burns begin to heal, bringing with them a tremendous amount of itching and discomfort. Oh, it itches. Oh, it's so much nicer, though. It will, darling. Just keep keep away from the scratching. Will my fur come back? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, it's hard not to scratch. It's the only way that itchiness exists where I come from, is the pleasure that can come from scratching it. You must come from a very interesting place. Oh, yes. I come from Bliss. It's a plane called Evdemonia. That must be nice. There's other people who no doubt waiting for us. So she gestures with her head. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to go. <laughs> Excuse me. And thank you. Have a good day. You too. The four of you exit the tent. Ophidian is eyeballing his new ring on his arm. What's that then? A trophy? <sighs> you could say that. Well, I guess we better get going. He starts taking off his leather armor piece by piece and setting it on the table for discards. Gaspar will do the same beside him. Your personal items are there as well. Yeah, I think while Gaspar is doffing the armor beside Ash, he's just going to ask, given our performance, do you think we all got slots? Well, I uh, couldn't say with any confidence, but I think so. Penny might have a bit of trouble. I was thinking that, yes. But Halifon, you, you healed me. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. I really appreciate it. You did not have to do that. It was well done. It's important to heal your teammates. You no doubt did better than I did in that fight. You might get first pick after all. Well, well, thank you very much. <sighs> oh, here he comes. You see Eric Bouchard, the man who uh, has been your dedicated steward since you first arrived here. He walks up and straightens his doublet. Beautifully done. Excellent. Truly excellent. No doubt, in my mind, you all have a slot on the new teams. But your responsibilities are done, so all you need to do is go to your apartments. He hands you each a simple little piece of paper. On them is drawn, not crude, but very minimalist instructions on how to find your way to another floor, which contains, apparently, individual rooms for each of you. Tomorrow, you will be um, hosted in the lounge. Uh, you can find that on the back of the card. And uh, there we will hear the results. No matter what, you will be allowed to stay on Zenith for the rest of the day. And you'll be sent home the following morning. That is, if you are not selected. <sighs> well, that's it for me. I'm going to head to my room. <sighs> that was very nice, but I doubt I made it. Either way, I had a lot of fun. Thank you all for being on my team. The only reason you're not dead is because of your headless friend here. Don't make that kind of mistake again. Next time, there's no guarantee someone will save you. I look over at Gaspar, first at the bloody stump protruding from your torso, and then quickly down to the head carried on your waist. Is that true? Did you, did you save me? I brought you to Halafon. He's the one who did the healing. I'm sure any one of us would have done the same. I'm sure. 
You guys have a good one. He walks away. Somehow, I don't think he would have done that. Nope. I think he would have. Given what was at stake, he looks like somebody who wants to succeed. He would have done it because he knows everybody else was watching. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I understand where he's coming from. There you stand in the middle of this convention center as the various trials are being broken down by the engineers and more and more people enter into the warehouses where the battles are to take place. You can hear screams, grunts, a clash of steel, the telltale whoosh of magic. But what do you do? Mr. Stewart. Bouchard. Is there a place that I can watch the rest of the fights? Oh, this is a difficult question. Uh, At the other end, as you can see over there, there are scrying stations. But mm, this is for stewards. You have lied to me before, or at least joked, is what the other person called it. Are you joking with me again? No one is going to push you away, but I think maybe you should rest. It is not mine to say. I do not want to cause any more trouble, so I will go rest. Excellent. I have my duties. If you need anything, all you need to do is uh, fill out a piece of paper with your request, and there is a drop slot in your apartment. And yes, do I love paperwork. And then Gaspar's head can't roll his eyes, so the wisp is just going to do like a backflip inside the head. Hal pulls the stack of paperwork he's been carrying close to him just in case Gaspar's going to try and steal it because he knows it's very important (laughs) Eric walks up to you ah this is um, not necessary Uh, you may want to hold on to this and um, maybe this one he hands you back your AAA invitation Mm -hmm. and your passport okay Uh, Monsieur Bouchard What is the nightlife like here? Is there anything fun to do? Oh, this question. There's so much to this question. There are six cities in this world. The six spokes. In each spoke, there is our own nightlife. Each one more wonderful than the last. Except maybe Midland. Midland is a bit dull. It is a place of angels. And as I'm sure you know, angels are not exactly the best partiers. Well, uh, my mom's vision of a party was killing someone, so... Is your mother an angel? Something something like it, no doubt. Yeah. Very well. Well, It has been a delight to meet all of you. Please adjourn to your spaces, and uh, tomorrow will be a new day. Does your mother kill for entertainment, or is the fact that they think justice is being served? Well, see, uh, the thing is, is, she doesn't really cool exactly uh it's more collects when someone's already died i can relate as much as i would like to go dancing i think my legs need a break tonight and personally i would like to get away from any sounds of frying food i will go to my quarters right well i could do with a bit of a wrist as well Gaspar is already headed off towards <laughs> where they said he would have his own room. What a rogue. Wading his way through a crowd by holding up the dwarven head. He is a head above everybody else. 
It's great at concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just toss it up on stage. They'll think it's a prop. Yeah. I wouldn't Bad. do that with many bands that I watch. No. <laughs> Bat it around like a beach ball. Just get out. <laughs> and now I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you make your way, you simply exit the convention center directly into the elevator and take it to one of the other floors, the one that's marked on your document. And as you walk out, you find yourself in another one of these curved hallways with doors lining the whole inside wall. You eventually find your own personal rooms, and as you enter, each one of you sees something a little different. Fanny, yours is Ignean-themed. Everything seems to have a fire motif, and immediately <laughs> you can feel a tingling in your haunches and on the places where you were previously burned. Not cool, dude. I don't like this at all. Hey, does anybody want to trade? I'll pretend like I didn't hear it, <laughs> and then maybe I'll respond when I open the door. Gaspar, you open up your door and inside you see what looks like a very strong elven motif. Lots of kind of green steel and things like that, all carved in very looping, swooping designs. Lots of rune craft and everything seems to be made of living wood. What kind of living hell did they give you? I, a living hell. Uh, what's in your hell? It's, it is uh, how, how you say... Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I do that when, when I'm nervous. It's fire. It's so hot. I will make this trade with you. <laughs> Hal pushes his door open too. Inside you see what looks like almost a sea shack. All of the wood is somewhat dried driftwood, worn smooth. Everything has a nice nautical theme to it, and it has a rich smell of sea salt. How, how like looks it over and just goes righteous and just walks in. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. As you come to a rest, all of you are exhausted. It's been quite a long day. The trials I described were not the only trials you did. You did one trial for every single stat, as well as numerous other side trials. You filled out questionnaires. You took exams. You were pressured with questions. And now all you want to do is rest. Sleep takes you quickly. And the next morning, you awaken to a scratching sound. Each of you, presumably pursuing the sound, finds on the inside wall a piece of leather, cream-colored. It's bordered with a simple wooden frame, and on it are words being written by an invisible pen. You are cordially invited to attend the results ceremony for the new season of the League of Ultimate Questing, found in Lounge Epsilon 6. It lists a time and directions. Is there an RSVP like, <laughs> option? There's just a Y and an N at the bottom that you just yeah. circle. Gaspar is going to leave the room, go to whichever one's closest, Penny or Hal's. Mm, that would be Penny's. Yeah, go to Penny's, knock on the door. I will answer the door. Hello? Did you get a message as well? I did. Did you get the same message? It invited me to lounge Epsilon 6. You? Yes, mine is the same. Would you like to go together? We could. Hal walks out of his room. He's really, like, gotten into the spirit of his beach thing. He's wearing trunks. <laughs> Hal, what hell are you coming from? Us. It's the beach. Did you two get the message? Yes, I think we all got the same message. Are you Epsilon 6 as well? Epsilon 6, yep. Well, either we all failed together or we passed. 
I'm so sorry. I don't think you have to be sorry for anything. I am fully confident in our performance. Congratulations. As you begin to make your way towards this lounge, uh, you see numerous other people coming out of the various apartments. Heroes of all stripe, some fighters, some rogues, wizards, sorcerers, and all of them seem to be heading to the same place. Uh, You board the somewhat crowded elevator and eventually find your way to Epsilon 6. The floor itself is actually what looks like kind of a market, like a promenade. There are businesses lining the inside, and then spaced throughout it are other lounges. There are, in fact, six lounges on the Epsilon floor, and you find your way to Epsilon 6. The door to Epsilon 6 is an archway, with the shutter lifted. Inside, you see what looks like a standard fantasy tavern, except it's massive. The space is hundreds of feet, and there are bars strewn throughout it, some circular in the middle, some half circles on the side. There are tables and chairs, there's games, things like shuffleboard, there's couches and booths and small side and back rooms. This place is clearly designed to house a significant number of people. And given the size of Hub itself, there's no doubt in your mind that it is essential due to the massive population. Gaspar is going to do his usual thing when there's a large crowd, just raise the severed head up. And then when he spots somebody in like league colors, mm-hmm. uh, he'll, he'll go towards them. Is there a place that we are supposed to go? Is there a booth that we are assigned? You see a man moving about trying to collect dishes and whatnot. As you get closer, you realize that the table that was obscuring him was covering up what looks like a wisp instead of legs. He's simply floating. And he looks up at you with kind of oddly watery, like wet blue eyes. I'm sorry, what was that? Is there assigned seating? Assigned seating? No, you can just go wherever you want to go. There's places everywhere. Uh, Is there anything I can get you? Just information. Are the drinks free? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, everything is complimentary for heroes. Well, wannabe heroes. I appreciate the clarification. Then just try to walk back to Penny and Hal. Well, of course, you have a good one. He puts his hand inside of a glass, and immediately there's like a jet stream of, of steamy water that comes out of his fingers, and it almost steam cleans it immediately. What did they say? They said we are allowed to lounge wherever we want, and the imbibements are complimentary. Right. Let's go up to the counter, then. Uh, the nearest bar is... Not far from you, there seems to be a tabaxi standing behind it. They have what looks like some kind of uh, almost like a body glove on to prevent hair from getting inside of drinks. At least there's a health code. (laughs) (laughs) A little fetishy. (laughs) It's a really big bar. Something for everyone. The tabaxi has a yellow and gold sash over their shoulders and greets you with open arms. Hello. What can I get you to drink? Unless you prefer something to eat. I could go for both, to be honest. I would love some wine. Absolutely. What kind of wine? Um, red? Not very specific. I'll give you the house red. It's fantastic. Red for me as well. Uh, Do you have communion wine? If you mean wine that's been blessed, yes, we do. Would you like um, 
I don't know, some jalapeno poppers to spice up your sacrament? Perfect. Fantastic. And I imagine you don't drink much. It has been a long time since I've had wine. But this one's gesturing towards the head at his hip. This one's taste buds are acclimated to something harsher, like fire brandy or whatever these dwarves drink. A fire brandy. Yes, we do have this. But we also have a uh, mushroom liqueur uh, that I think would be of particular fondness for this friend of yours. That sounds... You know, let's try it. Uh, of course. Um, he walks off and goes to various bottles and begins pouring. After he pours two glasses of wine from the same bottle, he takes one, sets it aside, mutters something and waves his hand around it. Nothing <laughs> seems to happen. And he hands you that one. Hal. All right. Hal's, Hal's like, good enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then finally, they pull a bottle from under the counter that looks to your eyes like a mushroom. He pulls the top off. And immediately the smell is very musky and rich, but there's a fruitiness to it underneath. He then pours it out and hands you the glass. Do you perhaps have any small straws? A dropper? We have all manner of implements for drink. Would you like a straw? I shall take one. For your shot. I will have to apply this drop by drop. Would so you yes. also like socks with your sandals or any other kind of horrible blasphemies? You know, burn cream if you have it. <laughs> no, I'll get you a straw. I, I'll, I'll bet you could use a funnel. I'm trying to apply the liquor as slowly as possible. For It's just going to go out the other hole. <laughs> the longer it stays on the tongue, the more I taste. Mate, that's, that's not how you drink. <laughs> that is not how you drink. <laughs> Fair, um, fair enough. The tabaxi comes back and sets a straw gently on the table. If there's anything else, simply raise your hand. One of our people will come to you. I'll take the funnel if he's not going to have it. <laughs> You're not making my job any easier. He runs off and a little while later he comes back with a very simple funnel uh, made of metal. Are you making a wine bong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, go, wow. For if it's communion wine, is it still chug? What's yeah, the, I don't yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you would, I don't know what you would chant, but <laughs> Hal, Hal is absolutely doing a keg stand before the end of this. All right. Keg of wine. <laughs> you find your way to a nearby empty table. There are many. Clearly the number of novices is nothing compared to the capacity of this particular lounge. As you do, as you nestle in, the scries kick on. This is it, Rust. The big event. The scores have been tallied, the players have played their plays, and now the deciders make their picks for the league's newest novice-ranked teams. That's right, Dirk. We're looking at a fine crop of fresh recruits. Every one of them aching to prove themselves, but with only 24 possible teams at four slots apiece. Some of these noble would-be heroes will be going home with nothing but a story. And what a story it'll be. Ah, like the ones I imagine a father reads to his son. They just don't have the same ring when they're read by the house staff, am I right, Rust? I, for one, am looking forward to the stories these first-rounders will forge in the coming years. I don't cleave to rumors, especially in this business. But word has it that one Hal the Halo Orison is the first-round favorite for the draft. And I can see why, 
with his bold performance in the crucible and casual charm. He's a no-brainer in more ways than one, if his intelligence score is to be believed. The same could probably be said of his rival, Ophidian Ashpool, who served with him in his combat trial. That's one handsome gentleman. Not, not that I'm, uh, not that I'm partial to gentlemen. I'm, I'm, uh, I like, I, I do, I do my things with girls, uh, wi- uh, women. Well, whoever draws your eye or your heart, our hearts go out to these brave folks as the first round of this season's draft begins with Glenn Armistice, Dean and founder of the Academy of Adventuring Arts. The AAA's hero team took home a few bad beats last season, and while their champion rank is seeing plenty of Ws, they just aren't drawing the eye the way a team of that caliber should. The image of the EXPN announcers disappears, and is followed by a middle-aged human. His chin-length hair and neatly trimmed beard are chestnut-brown and streaked with gray. His clear blue eyes are stern below thick eyebrows. He has a handsome look that's somewhat weakened by an appearance of genuine anger on his face. He is dressed in a simple charcoal nobleman's suit, with a dull purple cloak draped over his broad shoulders and healthy frame. All eyes are on Hal, as the dean of the AAA clears his throat. throat) Ophidian Ashpool. Hal just reaches across the table for the funnel. (laughs) (laughs) nearby you hear cheers as ophidian stands up from a nearby table he waves to everybody and begins walking towards you i make a motion at the bartender like like (laughs) i I hold up like two fingers and just kind of wave over here guest bar is gonna just like pantomime a like a keg size Mm -hmm. just a just a large barrel yeah Ophidian walks up to you, arm outstretched, and clasps your hand in it. <laughs> pure luck, my friend. Pure luck. You did absolutely great. No doubt you're up next. I mean, it's it's Miklan. They're going to choose you. Was that a joke? What do you mean? You said pure luck. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh. Right. Uh, no, nah, I guarantee you guys are up next. Two, three, four, if I had any guess, as he points to Hal, Gaspar, and Penny in order. Will? Maybe being on your team will help. No doubt. All right, you guys have a good night. As he walks away, Hal Hal mutters, being on mine certainly did. (laughs) I like that. Next up from the spoke city of uh, Mickatland, Michelin. Uh, Michelin? Michelin. Yeah. Uh, A spokesman, or should I say spokes dog, uh, Tony Tony T.U. Ton, ton, ton at you. The spokesperson for Miklon, the hound archon known as Tonatiwa. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Orison's a shoo-in for this one. This guy's the big dog when it comes to celestial presence on Zenith, and I'd be shocked if he didn't take a bite out of Hal. A figure resolves on the scry, in the shape of a thickly muscled humanoid, with the head of a dog. His skin is deep red-brown, hairless and translucent, revealing the venous structures and musculature underneath. He wears threadbare robes of rough fabric and a pair of corn husk sandals. He bears, balanced on his wrists, a sandstone tablet. Aljamain Handar. A hairless, muscular, one-armed elf with obsidian skin stands up, adjusts his sky-blue toga, and waves to the occupants of the lounge, and sits again. 
We're hammering out the bunghole. <laughs> How, how's like looking? He's only got one. I am. <laughs> Don't worry, Hal. They're just saving the best for last. As you say that, someone throws what looks like an empty bottle at him, and he gestures, and a spectral arm shoots out of the open hole, and then turns into a blade and cuts it out of the air. That's not really how the drift works, Penny. <laughs> Ophidian catches your eye and just kind of shrugs. I just, I just wave like, just, just, just fuck off, like <laughs> a semi-dismissive, not outright rude. Yeah. Is first pick that important? Not so much for novice rank, but it's still a bit of a snub. There's still plenty of room. I'm sure we will all get picked. Maybe we will be on the same team. Penny says as she downs her wine glass in a single swallow. What an upset! What an upset! I can only imagine what the Halo is thinking right now! Next up is the spokesperson for the Spoke of Verona, Johann Goethe. Maybe the devil will dance with the angels today, huh, Rust? On the scry, you see a healthy man of broad shoulder, medium height, and somewhat dark of complexion. His hair is a mess of wavy, thick steel gray, in contrast to the black of his brow. His features could be considered plain, but bear a charming asymmetry that grows more appealing the longer you look at them, due in no small part to his eyes, which are a deep, bright brown, like honey seen through a glass jar. Lymph. A man at the bar with dirty blonde hair and rugged face, stands to cheer. As he does so, his skin shimmers and ripples. The colors shift as he resolves into a changeling of silver-gray skin and pale blue hair. Plenty of room left. What is their scoring system? If Ash was chosen so quickly, why were we not? Especially you, Hal. Um, not sure. It was probably my fault. I'm sorry. Honestly, trying to be optimistic, that may have been more of a bullet dodged. I don't really want to do a deal with the devil. As you say that, a hand is placed gently on your shoulder. The three of you turn and see an orcish woman. She has an auburn mohawk, tight spectacles, freckled olive skin. She straightens her brocade vest and says... Team Alpha 3, I trust? Three out of the four. <laughs> yeah, what's lift of it? Most of it. Yes. Well, come with me, please. I have something to show you. But there are still more results to be read, are there not? Yes, but none of them will include you. Penny's ears droop low. Hmm. She begins walking away. Is there a script or something? Hmm. No. Then how can you be sure? You'll find out soon enough. Come this way. I take the cask of wine. <laughs> I will help you roll it. I'm not rolling it. It's under an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Gaspar is going to pour what's left of the fungi liquor into the mouth of the head. Turn it kind of upside down and just shake it up a little bit. <laughs> The flavor is not unlike a durian fruit, mm. but a little sharper on the tongue. At least it ain't stinky. <laughs> yes, it doesn't have that same pungent awfulness that comes from durian. Gasoline fish? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Tastes like ice cream. 
As you follow this woman out of the lounge, she leads you to the elevator. When she gets there, she pulls what looks like a disc of some kind of blue gem, and she runs it over the arcane device. When she does, one of the buttons changes to a different one, and she presses it. The elevator begins to rise, and rise, and rise, and rise, for what seems like an eternity, before eventually finding home. The door opens onto a sweeping vista of the city below, as it slowly rotates. Inside is a suite. There are no other rooms, just one open expanse. Inside is decadent furniture and lovely adornments from all sorts of places, from ethereal planes snatched as if from nothing. The woman gestures you forward into what looks like a small sunken sitting area with couches lining the outside. What are we doing up here? Pintouses are for winners. Yes. Yes, you're not wrong. And that's exactly what I'd say you are. Please, sit. I, I don't understand. I, I did not do well. You did very well. If I'm being honest, you did better than all of them. Those enemies you fought were far harder than they were supposed to be. Couldn't you tell? Or are you even stronger than we suspected? How, how like, narrows his eyes? He goes, maybe that one? And I sit down. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, all right, I'm playing along now. <laughs> I will uh, vault over the back of the couch onto the cushions. Penny, you weren't actually supposed to be here. Ophidian was supposed to be in that seat. But um, you were a pleasant addition, and I think you'll be welcome. Penny looks a little sheepish at that remark because it dawns on her that this is true. And she says, I hope I did not cause any problems. Not at all. You're a solution if I've ever seen one. I'd rather have you than that prick. Yes, well, perhaps we should get started. Sir, you can come out now. An elderly human man makes his way from around the corner wearing very simple. They look probably like they're from a hotel or like standard issue gray robes that hang loosely on his very, very small body. He seems almost slightly sickly in that the skin hangs a little loose off of his skeleton, but he has an incredible warmth to his eyes and a kindness that folds into a smile. His eyes seem to light up a little bit as he looks at the three of you, almost with a sense of comforting familiarity, like he hasn't seen anything he liked for some time, but he is right now. The strangest thing about him is to look upon him, you don't see a skin tone. It's almost as if you're looking at, to us, a black and white film. But the top of his head is a dark charcoal, which fades down into an ashen gray, the further it gets from his crown. He moves forward, folding his hands cautiously, he seems in no way threatening, meek before you, smiling. Hello there. Fine. Very fine to meet you all. What a strange place this is, isn't it? This is Iavos's Dora, and he's going to need your help. Ah! 
I cannot believe that Halifon Orison Jr., an adventurer of such pedigree and poise, would be passed up like day-old donuts. Truly an unexpected turn of events. In fact, no one from Team Alpha 3 made the cut, save for the dark horse of Fidian Ashpool. What an unprecedented upset. Well, I'm definitely upset. Wow, Penny's KO must have done more damage to the image than I could have thought. The Halo failing in his role as Paladin Protector is not good optics for the young man in his father's shadow. But I thought for sure that Gaspar would have secured a spot on style, let alone teamwork. The administration is an inscrutable organization, but now is the time to be looking to the future. We have a marvelous crop of new adventurers ready to take on their first quests in the Battle Axis. What failure rate do you have, Rust? I'm banking on at least one TPK by month's end. I try not to bet on the deaths of athletes. Given the grim nature of this plane, a fallen warrior cannot so easily be returned to life, making such gambles a ghoulish affair. Well, huh. Never really uh, thought about it like that. Probably too late to pull my bets. Sorry, Rust. Now I'd feel real bad if they do come back as ghouls. Don't worry about it, Dirk. You are not beholden to my morality. Uh, sure. Yeah. In any case, the stakes are high. Heroes and champions throughout the league are questioning their positions. With middle-of-the-road performances last season, many are expecting some wild changes in the team rosters. Speaking of wild, the Ethernauts Guild admin decided to forgo graduating their existing hero rank team, and instead went right out and cherry-picked a quartet of champions. They call themselves the Wild Company, and let me tell you, Rust, they have more grit than a hot dog on the beach. Hand-selected from the ring and local leagues, unheard of in the Battle Axis League. What do you make of that, Rust? With more partial team deaths and novices taking the Forge Challenge without surefire contracts lined up, I think we'll be seeing more and more ringers making their way onto the official roster. Admins have the pick of the litter. I for one think it's good for the league. Keeps the teams lean and hungry. Nothing motivates one to excellence better than fighting for scraps, like a firstborn son eclipsed by the performances of his younger brother. I think you're right, Dirk. Complacency breeds stagnation, and with a ready supply of top-tier heroes and champions looking for a seat at the table, it's no wonder we're seeing such dedication from the current active players. Well, there's always a seat at the table for these viewers, right between the salad fork and the tea cozy. Stay tuned for more delicious morsels and under-the-table tasties after these words from our sponsors. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. You've had a long day at work, but you've got someone waiting for you at home. Nobody's as excited to see you as your best friend, your dog. Titan, I'm home! 
Big dogs have big hearts, but they also have big stomachs. So when you need to feed your pal, you'd better reach for humongous Dyer Dog Chow. Dogs love the meaty flavor, and it has all the vitamins and nutrients they need to live long, healthy lives. Big pellets for big dogs. Made from the finest discarded meats from the local butchers, racetracks, hospitals, and prisons. Your big buddy needs a big bowl for his big belly. Let them live large with humongous Dyer Dog Chow. Hey all you cuties, you're listening to the League of Ultimate Questing, one of the top 50 gaming podcasts in all of Lithuania. That's pretty cool. Are you having as much fun with the new season as the players did? Well, we hope so because we had a blast and we can't wait to keep recording more. As always, it is our duty and our honor to thank our beloved patrons who make all of this possible. Our legendary Patreon teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Forgotten Legacy, with Christian Wiseman, Jack Phillips, Korgoth, and John Reinhardt. If you want to get in on the Patreon, now is the time, with new music tracks and player rewards being added all the time. Even just a dollar gets you loads of bonus goodies. And if everyone who listened managed a dollar a month, me and Zach could probably do this full time. Just something to think about. If you or anyone you know want to advertise with the LUQ or pay for a personal message to be read during the show, please contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. Our new P.O. Box is 230091 Tigered Organ 97281. Please, no homemade food if you want to send us anything. For everything else Slapdash and LUQ, check out the LUQ.com for links to social media, merch, news, and of course links to our Twitch channel where we stream random games during the week. And every Monday we stream live premieres of the newest episodes. Every Tuesday night, me and Zach stream a cooperative Pokemon Nuzlocke, which is a lot of fun. And Zach will start streaming a new series soon, where he's going to replay classic RPGs from the past. So please keep an eye out for updates on that. In current news, this week I just started us a TikTok account where I can post some of our funny video commercials. So please look for LUQ underscore podcast on TikTok. Give us a like and give us a share so we can start growing those numbers and reach new people. But we know why you're all here. Let's get back to the battle axes. I call to order this emergency meeting of the Administration for the League of Ultimate Questing. I am Glenn Armistice, Dean of the Academy of Adventuring Arts, and acting chair for this meeting. There is only one item on the agenda, a vote to determine if the title of League Commissioner will hereafter carry with it team ownership rights. The issue has been brought before the Administration on no less than six occasions with the same result. I see no reason to believe today's vote will be any different. Chair motions to record results of previous votes. The chair recognizes Maven, local commissioner for Mackinac and representative of the Founders Leagues. As you say, Mr. Armistice, the results of this vote have been predictable. As a team owner, the title of league commissioner would command a vote. As an advocate for reducing commission overreach, I have spearheaded the campaign to ensure that no commissioner should hold voting privileges, save for matters of election. Which is why it may aggrieve some of you to hear that I vote yay. What? I said I vote yay, Mr. Armistice. And the next time the chair seeks to curtail the administrative process, I'll be sure to call an inquest. After all, I have nothing to hide. And I'm sure you wouldn't want to waste any time in an organization with so many rules you find disagreeable. 
the representative from the Founders League yields the floor. And since you seem to struggle with the proper order of things, this is the part where the chair calls for a vote. There you sit, in the rounded couch, in the sunken sitting area, in this beautiful suite. You're not sure to whom this place belongs. You're not sure who this woman that stands before you is. And you're definitely not certain about this man. But there you are, nonetheless. Please, Avos, take a seat. Yes, yes, of course. Sits at a distance, at a place where he can see all three of you at the same time. Sure, Grindid. How can we help you? I have been informed that I need your help, but I too am a little unclear on the details. Yes. In truth, you'll be helping us as much as you'll be helping him. You want us to keep him alive? <laughs> so to speak, yes. I look at him. That may be harder than it looks. It is my belief that I am here to keep you alive. And you wouldn't be wrong about that either. So, I have us came to us, um, a broken man, carried by a cleric from far away. You see, he's been in a coma. For what, fifty years? I could only tell you of the time passing in the dream in which I lived. Yes. Well, regardless, he was brought here because of a special resonance he had with this plane, a resonance that we seek to exploit. That's not usually a good thing. No, it's usually not. But in this case, it is. Hey, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. He has a resonance with this plane? With this plane. The plane of error? Yes. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> exactly. This one's sharp. I'm glad you came. I, it's impossible. Indeed. In fact, his soul has been here this entire time. They only recently found out, which is why he was brought here. And then suddenly, as if by magic, he awakens. And as he did, nearly at exactly the very same moment, an anomaly was detected on the plane. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is an unusual circumstance. We do not own this plane. The League of Ultimate Questing has a research grant to live here given by Abel, because we found it first. Long ago, when we were first dabbling in planar technologies, we punched a hole into this world, and we found it before anyone else. We had claim, we had rights, but we lacked the resources. As a consequence of this, we weren't able to buy it. You see, gold doesn't mean anything to plurals, does it, Penny? Uh, no, it's, it's child metal. Indeed. So we had to seek out some help. The spokesmen, uh, the individuals who run the spokes, are our benefactors. And we were able to build this beautiful station, Zenith, the ringed city. And we were able to begin our research into the nature of this plane. He is our first clue into its nature. He is the first to have resonance. Indeed. He is the first being that has been there. So your soul is priceless? I 
would say that all souls are priceless. I know of other plurals that would say otherwise. There are prices. Um, could you explain, like, I'm five, resonance? Resonance, yes. It's as though they're connected. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So... I just lean back. <laughs> like, the reason why you've been brought here is because of a recent change in the administration's policies. Typically, the commissioner is not entitled to have a team of their own. But a resolution was passed. Recently. In fact, she looks over at a clock. About 15 minutes ago. This was planned, you see. The commissioner is now entitled to have a team. Normally he wouldn't get a pick, but he's been looking forward to this. And he wants you. Will we still be earning Quint and Faith? You will be, as always, a normal member of the League of Ultimate Questing. A member, a novice member, of the Battle Axis. But we might have you do some things for us. To help. You might find some of these things less than savory, but I assure you, it is your only option. Will Mr. Isidora be staying here, then? Oh, yes, he will be a member of the team as usual, uh, assuming he consents. I fear that this puzzle is missing a few pieces to me, but these three, these beings, they, they feel right to me. They remind me of something very dear to my heart. Better get used to it, mate. My puzzle's always missing a few pieces. <clears throat> they keep telling me that I've been here before, <laughs> that I... Speak to something down below, but I've been somewhere far away for a very, very long time. Longer than any calendar can dictate with ink. And yet, I feel it too. An energy calling me down there. A thread on my heart. You see, part of the research grant prohibits us from sending individuals down there. But him being a native, we have been given special dispensation. We're very excited. He has been granted... A retinue, to protect him. Being that he is of a special nature, he falls under a different kind of novice team. Normally, the novice teams are selected, but protected classes are able to form their own teams. So, I guess I understand everything that you are saying, but why us? How were we chosen? For numerous reasons. One, because you have skills we think would be very valuable. Two, because you have connections to those who we feel we need more influence over. Three, because you all complement each other very well. Four, because you're the most interesting. And five, because, well, frankly, we want a good team. You are very open in the way you exploit us. Absolutely. Is there a benefit for us working for you? Mm. Is there a pay raise? <laughs> no. So we are tasked with doing these unsavory things that you require of us. And if we don't, we just don't get a spot. You're always welcome to try again next season, but you might find the challenges somewhat more dangerous. Of course this system is rigged. Why did I think otherwise? Oh, no, 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 not rigged. Simply weighted. I mean, yesterday your challenge was weighted, and you did very good. Did you two have to try to catch a bird? I did. It exploded. Yes, yes, that's the one. They tried to make me throw up. As you can see, that is a very difficult task. You will have plenty of opportunity to share your stories and commiserate. But for now, I simply need your signatures. She 
goes over to a table and pulls off a series of documents and sets them down in front of you. Before that, I have one last question. Yes. You said that the position that I was in was meant for Mr. Ash. Yes. Was he one of your picks? He was. Very talented. And he would no doubt be more willing to do things that are less than pleasant if we so asked. I don't like this. It is, of course, your privilege to walk away. But I think what you really want is adventure. And you will find no greater adventure than this. Don't get me wrong, the quests will be exciting regardless of what team you're on. But we're offering you an opportunity to go to a plane that no outsider has ever walked. To feel energies arcane and divine beyond your comprehension. And to aid in something greater than yourself. And it is, in fact, a great thing. Not an evil thing. Believe me, as sinister as this may sound, and I'm sure it sounds quite sinister, it is good what we are doing. As she's saying the final words of that, I'm just going to hand her the signed piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spit take. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely perfect. Thank you. This is my only choice anyway. Would it be telling for me to say that this also was by design? I am so painfully aware of that. Uh, I have a question. Of course. You said that um, this was uh, research? It is. Do I have to do any research. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. You're going to have to write the scientific journal. (laughs) Rest assured, I will no doubt have uh, our friend Isadora collect all specimens. Right, eh? I go over and Hal signs the paper and Hal's signature is ludicrous. It's like, <laughs> it, it looks like, it looks like he's been practicing his like hero signature since he was like six. It's just huge and swooping and there's like <laughs> characters in it, like contained within the letters. And it takes like a few seconds for him to sign as it's so elaborate. And then he like holds the paper away, looks at it, sets it down and like fixes something and then hands it to her. Perfect. Just went full John Hancock on it. So she takes yours. She looks to Penny. Penny is trembling after what she just said and says, um, I guess I have no choice. You've offered me everything that I wanted. The hole that's been in my heart since as long as I can remember. She smiles at you, a genuine smile, not some cold thing. I'm glad you're... Coming seems to have been fate. Hal puts his hand out over her paperwork, and he says, Now, I want it clear. You promised her more adventure than she could imagine. And I look at Penny and I go, And I imagine that you have a pretty big imagination. I've dreamed about it every day for my entire life. You better hold up your end of the bargain. And I think we will. It should be noted that in the end, after this all passes, when you graduate, if you graduate from the novice rank, you will be granted an opportunity, if you so choose, to sign a contract with another person. But the only way you'll be able to keep your team together is if you sign together 
for the commissioner when the time comes. Normally, when you graduate to hero rank, you are either individually picked up or you are sent to another world. But this is a rare opportunity for your novice rank team to stay together, which would give you a distinct advantage moving into the hero rank. So please, keep that in mind. We cannot control your actions, and once you become a hero, you will be beyond our control. But I think that you will be very happy to remain with the commissioner. I will look back and forth among my three companions, nod and sign the paper in a looping script, and ending it with throwing the piece of paper on the floor and adding a inky hoof print. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Then it comes now to you, Mr. Isadora. I know this is a lot to take in. No doubt you have a lot of questions. But if you stay with us, we can help you answer them. If you don't, we'll have to send you away from your answers. I was warned by a voice that I trust very much. The road would be long and full of challenges. You keep using words like team, commissioner, hero. I imagine they hold some significance to you, and perhaps in time they will to me as well. But whether or not there is any agreement in this room, I will find my way down there. Follow this thread. But it would be an honor to journey with these young folk, assuming they are willing at some time to hear my story. I imagine before long many will hear your story. He kind of looks each of you in the eyes earnestly. I I do like a good story. At one point it was the only thing keeping me going. To know me is to hear the tale truly. Yes, I will sign the form. Simple ink on paper, nothing more. And when he takes this kind of like fancy hotel pen... Uh, he uses a prestidigitation, and for a moment it almost looks like an old quill pen. And when he signs, he just kind of draws a line. And for a moment you see five unreadable signatures that all just kind of smush into one that says Ayavos. Hmm. I like that. Marvelous. I'm delighted that you've all agreed. Your admission into the novice rank will be announced tomorrow. And the first step is a trip down to Arrow. For now... I will leave you in this suite to discuss amongst yourselves. And tomorrow I will see you at Doc Omega at first light. She turns, walks into the elevator, presses a button, and disappears. Hal, Hal nudges Gaspar and goes, It's the last one. The last what? Doc Omega. It's the last one. <laughs> he smiles like, You are correct, I think. I must thank each and every one of you for agreeing to help me in all of this strangeness. I didn't know I needed help, but apparently it's the truth. And I'm happy to have it. You remind me, as I've said, of something very dear to me. I feel as though I already know you, but you do not know me. I will help you in this with a short tale of my truth. Beyond the furthest city walls, over the Black Hills and past the forest at the end of all things. There is a simple farmhouse on the brink of existence. The land is cruel and distant. The air is filled with dust. And yet, there is a family whose eternal purpose, against all odds, is to survive. He closes his eyes and folds his hands in front of him. 
A father's strength will till the soil, exchanging harvest for his toil. The mother's care will ease the woe, with arms to hold and hands to sow. The son will shoulder any load, and learn the lessons of the road. The daughter's strength was born from tears, her wisdom far beyond her years. And child the third they couldn't save, they speak the secrets of the grave. To cherish life and heal with love, the family strength will rise above. And though the pain begins at birth, they wring survival from the earth. Blessed in your continuance, children who have known the echo of an empty stomach, the ache of a tired spine, and the earth's daggers in the soles of your weary feet. It seems we spoke too soon, Dirk. How's that, Rusty? It would appear that the members of Team Alpha 3, Sans Ashpool, have in fact been selected. I watched the whole broadcast, Rust. They didn't get picked, and I lost five quid on the gas tank. Gas tank? That's what I'm calling gas bar. You like it? Moments before the draft pick, an emergency meeting of the administration was held to vote on an issue that has been raised several times in the past. But this season, the commissioner will be entitled to select a novice-ranked team and be offered full team ownership rights in coming seasons. What's more, given the unique circumstances of this new appointment, he was granted first pick. I see. That would explain why the dean was so P.O.'d. Care to enlighten us? Well, uh, I had good reason to believe that Glenn Armistice had his eye on Halifon Orison Jr. If the commish snaked him from under his nose, he'll be as angry as a dog with a snaked nose. I had no idea you knew so much about the goings-on in the administration. Well, Rust, I like to keep my ear on the ground and my tongue on the wind. Sure, Dirk. So, who's the fourth? I'm sorry? The fourth team member. Ashpool was the AAA's second choice after the Halo. Who'd they fill the last slot with? Hmm. Doesn't say. Well, in any case, the novice teams have been selected. The victors will proceed with orientation and be given time slots for their first Axis quests. Ooh, maybe some invisible guy. That's why no one knows who he is. That'd be pretty cool, eh, Rust? Phantom companion notwithstanding, with the unmistakable talent shown in the Crucible, this team will be one to watch as they take their place in the battle axis. Unfortunately, not all can be so lucky. The little mice that didn't cut the cheese will be sent packing back to the rat races, back to their local planes to try again next season, or give up on their dreams and become the cobblers and haberdashers of tomorrow. But now the real test truly begins. And we can only hope these cats study their hearts out and aren't too cool for school. Join us next week for live coverage of the Hero and Champion Drafts, right here on The Experience. (laughs) 
Holy shit. Yeah, what the fuck? Way to bring your fucking A game. Like, I wanted to hug you in real life. Oh. Law, were you reading us an illustrated like story for a second there? I fully formatted all the pages of his lore. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> fucking this, ridiculous. That song's been in my head for over a year, though. Penny will to... die for you. <laughs> You're breaking my fucking heart, man. Well, you're you're fucking... off to a strong start. <laughs> you're upstaging me from the player's seat. <laughs> I needed Iovos to become emotionally important early on. Oh, that's it's, good. Oh, it's, it's I, I'm a tear it up and shit. Okay. As the DM, as also, the player, Law just brings the tears. He brings the fucking hate game, man. God, is it, I think it's my outro, too. Unless... Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to season two of the League of Ultimate Questing Battle Axis. It's a whole new world with new characters and new stories to be told. Crazy wild stuff's going to happen. I can just tell. But first, let's go around the table and introduce the players. Starting with... Dana. Hi, I play Penelope, the level two fawn bard slash Faylock. Yeah, I also do a lot of D&D related stuff. You can check me out on Twitter at MistressDanaRPG. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you're enjoying the show. And I'm Law. I am playing Iavos Isadora, witness to the Withering Acre. My name's Michael Loving. I play, I almost said Harthax. I play Hal Orison Jr., the Asamar Paladin. Just find my social media links on the player's <laughs> page on the LUQ. My Twitter handle has too many underscores in it to be convenient to say. <laughs> my name is Angelo Kaluog. I am playing Gaspar, the headless rogue. I am usually invisible on social media, but... <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. I believe my hand. Oh, I don't even remember my handle off of the top of Ang my head. Ang hello. But it's, yeah, Ang <laughs> as in the avatar and then hello as in saying hi. <laughs> That's two A's in Ang. Right? Yeah, there yeah. are two A's. So A A N G H E L L O. Well, Ang hello. It is one of our goals as Slapdash to have links for all of the players on the player info page. So if you visit, the LUQ.com or slapdashstudios.com. You can find all of the episodes of both season one and two, including links to all of our social media, our merch page, and of course the Discord, which has one of the most amazing communities online. Even if you don't like fandoms, these are the best people ever. And there'll be a tab called The Players. You can learn more about everyone at the table here. I would like to try out a new segment that Angelo had an idea for that I personally love, uh, and that would be a play of the game or MVP or whatever the hell we're going to call it. Uh, oh, who we episode highlight? <laughs> we already know. I wonder what the episode highlight is. Hey, can anybody uh, guess what the, maybe the episode highlight is? Is it Law's fucking it's song? It's the fetish gloves. It's the <laughs> fetish gloves. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the sex cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? We both agree. <laughs> We're on the same page. Wait, if I, say, if I say it was the cat, does that make it a majority and it's actually not Law's song? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> we'll be like those no, crappy I'm going to say it was Law's song. We'll be like those crappy fight judges who just don't, are apparently not looking at the, the, well, the sport. How about this? The like, MVP is the sex cat. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I hate that that's their name now. Um, <laughs> well, then no, maybe you no, should have I, named that NPC, Zach. <laughs> I gotta switch about. I gotta switch about. That was a joke. We can't take it too far. Uh, that's the MVP, yeah. but the play of the game is that oh. fucking song. Yeah, like, no kidding. None of us knew what to expect. Law has been very kind of hush-hush about this character when we've been, like, bouncing ideas off each other and workshopping. Mm -hmm. And 
that happen? <laughs> I think I think only Zach knew really anything about the character, and and Zach was not prepared for for what Law unleashed on us today. <laughs> no, that song is entirely new to me. I'm very stingy with the lore that I've been writing. Yes. Yeah, we just had one kind of practice combat, and Law was like, "I no, I'll save it." <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, also a big, big thank you to Hedegar the Editor. Mm. Um, Hedegar the Editor. Putting all that good, good work in and saving our butts every week. The best. But again, if you like what you hear, new episodes come out hashtag every fucking Monday. Every fucking Monday. We'd love to see you on the Discord. Leave a review. And uh, until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs>